Hello, I'd like to buy a wheelbarrow, please. No. What? We're not doing that again. But I had this whole thing with wheelbarrows and- Do it normally. Well, I spent ages getting wheelbarrow shop noises. Do it normally. Oh, fine. Let's see if I remember to take out the Herzog this week. Get us. That Happy New Year, everyone! Should old acquaintance be forgot? It's the 14th. And never brought to mind. Should old acquaintance be. Eat, pray, love. I'm Paul Salt. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) That was Paul Goodman. Yeah. He'll he'll deny it, but it was. (laughs) New Year's resolution deny everything all the time. It's resolution, no accountability. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> no one. Yep. Today we shall be discussing Eat, Pray, Love, just like the song mm. said. It's all coming true. You want to go away for a year? I used to have this appetite for my life, and it is just gone. I want to go someplace where I can marvel at something. Yes. Thank you this week for the recommendation from Broad Appeal Podcast, the podcast looking back at female-driven films. Oh, that's a great title. It is a great title. If you want a great idea, though, they should expand into podcasts so they could talk about a couple of babes like us. Fuck yeah. You bloody genuine woman, you. (laughs) Look at me draped over this car, Michael Bay style. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for this thing. Yeah, fantastic. What a great thing you've done to us. Yeah, Eat, Pray, Love. It's directed by excellent TV dude, Ryan Murphy, uh, who's been involved in American Horror Story, American Crime Story, and Glee. Oh, yes, all the good ones. All the good ones. Uh, He did this because Day Trilogy director Gary Marshall was up for doing it, but declined because he didn't want to leave the States to shoot stuff. (laughs) I mean, I'd I'd make fun of him for that, but Kubrick never wanted to leave England. But if Kubrick directed Eat, Pray, Love, which he would have done, um, he would have just made the Docklands look like Rome, India, and Mumbai. Oh, look at the Colosseum, a character would say, looking off screen. And Gary Marshall just wouldn't have done it. <laughs> He'd have brought in a few flat stereotypes to, to wear English pinstripe suits and just claim that ev- this is what Delhi looks like now. <laughs> Isn't it great? We can film this all around my house. <laughs> this voyage of discovery. Follow me into, into my new Delhi kitchen in New Delhi. We're out there, stock footage of a plane flying over, <laughs> it's over the kid's, camera. It's a kid's model that his son is fucking just... <laughs> flown over it's a paper airplane <laughs> did it crash uh maybe <laughs> thanks for joining me gary you can't do that don't do that at least get hank area to do it <laughs> he's that's, game for anything that's, that's fine apparently so <laughs> the film has 36 percent on rotten tomatoes but 50 percent mm. on metacritic so i guess most critics were just yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. yeah i mean you know there's Oh, that film. Come by. Come by. <laughs> Peter Bradshaw. <laughs> I really wish I could do on demand that sound that like a sonar makes when it picks something up. It just... Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what? Oh, you, mean, you mean like the guy from Police Academy? Yeah. 
you wish you were the guy from Police Academy, basically. Always, which is yeah. The, which is the wish that you express at the beginning of every episode off air. <laughs> you finally had a chance to display it to the world. If only this fucking podcast was full of sound effects. I could make the world sing! <laughs> I could summon entire worlds just through the medium of my voice. Look, a fawn that does frolic in the woods. <laughs> See, I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I'd rather you didn't, mate. Yeah. Song critics who definitely didn't feel that way. Lindy West over at The Strangler. It's an interesting... Writing <laughs> <laughs> oh. from 70s horror film The Strangler. <laughs> says, Fresh please, new joint. Says, the unexamined privilege, the idealization and exotification of all places East, the canned spirituality, the sensual goddamn spaghetti, it's also focus group tested and Oprah approved and self-perpetuating and embarrassing. Also, please send help. I think he's getting through the door. <laughs> It's a risky venture, isn't it? And uh, I, I applaud them for it. A risky venture makes them sound like the East India Company or something. They just rocked up like, I've got a crazy venture. Listen to well, this, fellas. I've got Julia Roberts on board. How about Gary Marshall? And, uh... <laughs> well, you've got to go for the duo, haven't you? No, I do like the idea that, that she burst into the, the Wall Street Journal and went, there's a guy outside my house. Uh, literary journal startup? Let's find Everyone out. come around. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Um, oh, <laughs> who's this now? Peter Travers at the Rolling Stone. We need to write this guy a theme. <laughs> I just did one. Age tour. As I watched Gilbert swell past her, pet an elephant, and visit a hash an ashram, I kept wishing that glee coach Sue Sylvester, ja- Jane Lynch, my personal guru, would appear, her voice engorged with venom, and seriously puke in Gilbert's bromide-spouting mouth. <laughs> Jesus, Peter Travers. Yeah, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a one, isn't he? But I did have to Google yeah. bromide. There are two meanings, and I'm pretty sure I've picked okay. up the right one here. I think what Peter Travers meant is that she vomited a compound of bromine uh, with another elemental group, especially a salt containing the anion BR, or an organic compound with bromine bonded on the I-kill ra- radical. So fucking take that, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> I get it. Oh. <laughs> Peter Travers, you belong in the 70s. Ouch. You're filth. That's a filth. <laughs> you are. You're in a long last love style reviewer. We don't like yeah. it. Stop it. No. <laughs> it all just sounds like sour grapes at this stage. It's like, oh, <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert having the means to go and change her life meaningfully. <laughs> Not like, get back in the pen. <laughs> back in your privilege. I do also want to include this clip of Mark Kermode revealing how he wished the film ended. And actually what would have been really great is that at the end of the film, what, what the person had learned was, you know what? There is nothing but fear, desperation and murder. In the- I mean, actually, the last person, the last thing that should have happened, the last thing she goes back to America, she goes to Hollywood and Werner Herzog tells her that there is no God. The end. I think we can all agree that's the case. <laughs> we, we all can, brothers and sisters, gather round. I am the one true Lord. We had similarly mediocre reviews from t- Public, who gave it 5.8 on IMDb. So, meh, again. Yeah. Uh, Tommy MT on Google said, Hate Julia and the writer herself. Just that, smiley face. Oh. Wait, wait, the, the name again. Tommy MT. Empty. Tommy's oh, empty. shit, it's a riddle. That's that's why he doesn't get it. Tabali. <laughs> Come on, Tommy. Via Rome and then Swindon. Because in Swindon, you must learn humility and work in a Wilco. <laughs> I just can't understand these prices. They're so low. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> Incidentally, you won't be getting paid this year. <laughs> you're saying I you should learn to. Us. You're saying I shouldn't be so attached to material things. Yeah. 
We sure. Just, we just can't pay Big you. society, innit? It's the high street, you know? It's dead. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you could have paid for boutique goods, but then Amazon came along and, you know, we're not paying you, so... Can't wait to write about this experience when I get back to my mansion. <laughs> Nymph1469 on Amazon um, said, and I'm going to appropriate an accent here, which I feel is appropriate for the content of the review. Don't worry, the accent is bad enough to be utterly indistinguishable to any one particular group. Excellent. Awful, soppy film full of cliches. God, the irritating, tinkly piano music and the American self-pity. Julia Roberts, beautiful, but came over as shallow and self-indulgent. Preferred her in Notting Hill. Watching this (laughs) only for Xavier Bardem and the Italy bit. Because love Italy. But even that that was turned into Americanized fantasy of Italy. Watching Julia eat spaghetti as if it were a big romantic moment of self-discovery was beyond absurd. The Thanksgiving <laughs> scene was really the bitter end for me. All that sickly, <laughs> cliché twaddle the guests were thankful for. Poca miseria! And as for the gestures... Gest- gestures... <laughs> Let me try again. Is that phonetic? As for the gestures she's taught Italians use... I'm making one right now at this movie. A gesture pretty extreme, even in Florence, where I actually learnt it. Oh shit, I was actually a trendy travelling fucker too. I was in disguised as a disgruntled Eastern European. I I actually learnt the gesture in Florence, and I think you'll find that the depiction of those scenes were actually quite inauthentic. (laughs) I I learnt it from a man named Giuseppe, who uh, invented Giuseppe's ice cream. And let me tell you... That that gesture was ninety nine percent correct, so pretty embarrassing. Thing about Giuseppe is he had more wisdom than he had hairs on his head. <laughs> he taught me how to love and pray and eat himself. And I'll never forget Giuseppe. Privilege. Uh, it did, however, make a shit ton of money, and by my own whimsical design, it shall now have a sequel that I invite you to name, Sir Goodman. <laughs> um, what does it get called? A sequel to Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. What do you call that? Um. It's meat, it's meat, pray, love. Where <laughs> it's meat, pray, love, because she's now she's now got a case of adult onset diabetes, and she has to she has to go on the paleo diet to to rectify this. <laughs> but she still loves, so she goes. The rest of the film's the same. It's just the eating bit is really hard. <laughs> and when she gets to the she, um the ashram in order to learn how to meditate, <laughs> it's like here, here is your dinner. Ooh, uh do you have anything? No <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just have the the meat <laughs> from it. She spends most she spends most of the time at the Western Prize Foundation in America, <laughs> learning the vegans are idiots. <laughs> so, Paul, you why are you singing "Divorce Man"? Hey! What's one thing about Eat, Pray, Love? Oh, Bruce Willis. What's one thing about Eat, Pray, Love that made you want to make love to a plum? The teacher, the um, the Italian Italian language hey, teacher. Hey. He looked a lot like Luis Suarez, and uh, <laughs> so good, good for him. Good for him. That'll get him far in life. <laughs> Fame beckons. Paul, as I look over the shortest list of notes I've ever written for this podcast, <laughs> I ask you the immortal words: What if anything happens in Eat, Pray, Love? Oh, some pretty significant things happen, Paul. Okay. Julia Roberts plays Elizabeth Gilbert, real life author, yeah. who um, is at a stage in her life where she's sh- everything's shit. Everything's <laughs> shit. She's got yeah. she's got husband in. Oh, uh, she's got a crud up. The, just. 
audacity of the man he, he's a, got a job and he wants to go back to school to yeah. learn everybody hates Billy Crudup and I can't figure out why at the beginning people just keep giving him shitty looks it's yeah. hilarious just I know well he's a pa- he's a pastry chef and Julia Roberts um, is it is it Viola Davis yes her her husband goes oh so you're a baker and he's like no I'm a pastry chef you fucking clown <laughs> anyway oh, Billy right. Crudup's a fucking loser who wants to go back to school to, yeah. to learn more and better himself um, so, so Julia Roberts think I, I can't take this marriage anymore, Billy Crudup. <laughs> I want out. You're a I loose want out can- now. Yeah, I want out. I'm gonna go off and meet James Franco, who's an actor. Yeah, and uh, and to which um, I wrote the no- I wrote the note. What a spectacular fucking douchebag James Franco is. Even when he's playing a nice, lovely guy, it's just he shows yeah. up, he smiles, he's backlit, and I just think, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> it's smarm though. He's got yeah. such a smarmy face in this. He needs to be more 127 hours, I think. That's the real James Franco. Two points from earlier on, sorry. In the opening monologue, um, Juliette Binoche, what's her name? Juliette uh, Binoche. <laughs> Juliette Binoche is narrating the situation about immigrants. These Cambodians had suffered genocide, starvation, relatives murdered before their eyes, years in refugee camps, harrowing boat trips to the West. So guess what all these people wanted to talk about with my friend Deborah, the psychologist. It was all, I met this guy in the refugee camp, I thought he really loved me, but when we got separated on the boat, he took up with my cousin, but now he says he really loves me and he keeps calling me. They're married now, what should I do? I still love him. This is how we are. I love the fact that the message of it is just that how immigrants and survivors of terrible situations are really just as fatuous and self-obsessed as the rest of us. It's the Sex in the City 2 message. And they were all reading Prada. (laughs) And they were eating Vogue. And you can't do that. It took a long time for us to learn that. (laughs) I'm willing to believe it because obviously foreigners are scum. Yeah. There's a scene early on where she's gone to the the guru. She's in India. It's from before the whole thing. And she's gone there and she's speaking to the guru and says... um, In in Bali? You must come back and live in mm, Bali. Katuk. <laughs> in Indonesia, I think it's yeah. where Bali is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Julia Roberts uh, goes up and he says, You will live with me for many months and I will teach you everything I know. And it just made me, f- I think it's from a big smile with his no teeth face. It just <laughs> yeah. made me think oh. if I had Julia Roberts living with me for three months and I teach her everything I know, what sort of skills <laughs> Julia Roberts might pick up. And today is Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, it's two for one pizzas at Pizza Hut. This is the wisdom of the poor. Oh yeah, so there's so there's that. She's had um she's yeah. had one quasi spiritual experience, and now now she's with James Franco. She's dressing like him, and they're they're doing all, all the stuff together. And yeah. he's folding her underwear, and it's 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 really horrible. She's <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, she, he he doesn't want sex as much, and she's screaming at him, and then he he does his grin, his like shit eating smile back at her, <laughs> and it's it, it's it's definitely not going to work. But they're no. in a very destructive relationship, but yeah, with this kind of this need to um, perpetuate it. To keep making it work. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's going for a really messy divorce with her husband. And then yeah. after a really bizarre fucking sequence in the divorce lawyer's office, she's shocked. She's open mouth shocked to find him crying in an elevator. As if this was upsetting him somehow. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But he's Billy Crudup. He's a fool. <laughs> a fancy fool. <laughs> we are introduced to her friend, Viola Davis. Yes. You know, well, from the very beginning of the film, who's just a twat, basically. <laughs> He's just who's who's just there for the first ten minutes of the film to to just put down literally everything that Julia Roberts says, <laughs> as, and just just reminds her as she's going through this difficult time that yeah. she's uh, 
everything she's done, people have done before because they're fucking idiots, all of them. <laughs> so that so that when Julie Roberts finally decides to escape this tawdry lifestyle of uh, <laughs> of of nice husbands and um, <laughs> and a comfortable ish life, and James but, Franco's um, on tap, yeah. Which you know, some of us would only dream of. <laughs> but Viola, Viola Davis says, "No, you're you're a fucking fool, and a, and you're fat." What? Oh, <laughs> oh. I think my my main note from that first twenty minutes of this movie is mm. fuck off. Literally everyone in this film. <laughs> anyway, then she goes on a plane. Yeah, well, she's gonna she go to three she... places. She's gonna. She's already planned out that she's gonna go to Italy and yeah. uh, India somewhere <laughs> and um, <laughs> Calcutta, just somewhere in India. It's fine. It's India. <laughs> you, you get the idea. Small place. Yeah, <laughs> they're all the same. It's like Swindon. Sure yeah. Oh, East or West Swindon, though, big Swindon. difference. And then finally, Bali. So that's what mm. she's doing. And in Rome, she is surrounded by all the things that Italians do, like being poor, hand gestures, shouting at each other's, <laughs> harassing women, and generally being folksy. Yeah, yeah. Which is very charming, and very, <laughs> and then very good food and ice cream, which makes up for it. Yeah. Yeah. She meets this very um this very lovely and assertive Swedish woman named. <laughs> Swedish woman. Yep. And uh, and her translator boyfriend. And a translator boyfriend. Yeah. Giuseppe. Johnny Language say. Man. Johnny Italian. And Johnny Language Man, after teaching her a bit of Italian, says, hey, come watch me get shaved. And she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, so... sure. <laughs> In Italy. <laughs> In Italy. Yeah. It'll be folksy. They meet, they meet a guy called Luca Spaghetti because oh, his yeah. family invented spaghetti. And they, <laughs> they just talk more about the, the, the difference the, between the Italian and American way of life. The difference being that Americans over, overwork uh, yeah. are overworked and they need to they feel they need to earn their time off and and and, and the italians they know that they deserve the time off yes. and they they enjoy their lives and uh, and this is the main difference um not the economies <laughs> so and lucas spaghetti yeah. says some really funny things like um be they're talking about cities and if you could sum yeah. up in one word and London gets described as uh, stuffy which yeah, is great no. and um <laughs> i mean i i went yeah it's true <laughs> Someone says, what's the word for Rome? Sex. <laughs> oh, that was it. And I'm just like, ha, 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 really bad public transport. How about that? How about that, Rome? Is that too stuffy London doesn't for you? have sex. <laughs> if people in London had sex, then that would be the main thing. But oh, no, man. they don't have, have sex, so you have, have to the, find something else. We have the best kind of sex. We have the sex where you go to like a really expensive tea room and you have to say the right thing and you get shown into the dungeon downstairs. That's what, <laughs> we have repressed sex, which is the best sex on earth. It's the sex where someone's going to film it and it's going to fucking ruin you if it gets out. That's what every romantic encounter in London is like. Repressed, suppressed and oppressed. <laughs> or all of them. It, it, it was surprisingly interchangeable for London. Refer, I refer you back to, to the guy that I thanked coming off the tube <laughs> who, who blinked like he had like an air gun blown in his face. Yeah, but seven he o'clock that sex. night, he was, getting, he was getting his ass whipped by someone dressed exactly like you, saying over he and over tying. again, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> with his business tie, with his business tie as opposed to his leisure tie, just strut like peanutted around his neck. I'm going to change it to my leisure tie for this beating. <laughs> no, not tonight, Barry. You've made me do the Barry now. <laughs> Barry's Barry contagious. <laughs> Barry's contagious, everyone. It's catching. Stay clear of Barry. Barryitis. Oh Christ! Yeah. Anyway, so so it, Italy's great, and yeah, they spend a Italy. bit more time. They 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 travel around a bit more. They put on yeah. some weight, and um, yeah, just eat a lot of food. 
And that's lovely. Makes me want to go to Italy and eat food. Yes. Anyway, there are a couple of really hilarious secrets that Julia Roberts refused to put weight on for, um, but otherwise it's all really great. Anyway, yeah, so they're very relaxed and happy. Uh, Italy was a success. To India! To India and noise and crashing and all sorts. Yeah, uh, but never mind all of that because she spends the entire time in a sort of monastery, like yes. a meditation centre. She walks um, in and Richard Jenkins immediately detects that somebody, that the main character has walked into the room and like looks around <laughs> for her. Oh, yeah. The protagonist is here. Oh, I better go away and come up with a really fucking infuriating su- uh, nickname for her <laughs> that I get to use 300 times in the next thing. <laughs> nice to meet you. Groceries? Groceries? Yeah. Yeah, I heard you eating before I saw you. I never seen anybody eat so much at one time. You sure do enjoy your groceries. <laughs> groceries, great. I'm going to call you groceries because you eat a lot of food. Yeah, but these aren't groceries. This is just food because I didn't buy it. <laughs> I look, I can't call you fatty, okay? Which is what the real guy did. <laughs> People have to try and like me and they're not willing to accept a character as complicated as me in real life. Oh. Richard the Texan. I'm Richard Jenkins, everyone. I'm Richard Jenkins the Texan. <laughs> yep, that's what he is. Boy, howdy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what happens in this one, really? She she tries to meditate. Yeah. She struggles to meditate um, for obvious reasons. And then <laughs> she's they, Julia uh, through, through various, She doesn't need to meditate. She's already perfect. And she, <laughs> um, she has a few... In, in a series of conversations with Richard Jenkins, yeah. she, she learns that she has to forgive herself for something. Yes. Having for, fled a loveless marriage, she does spend quite a bit of time talking a young Indian girl into her forced arranged <laughs> marriage. I imagine you and Rajul... Smiling and looking at each other with love and kindness. It seemed very real. Thank you so much, Liz. That helps me to believe it as well. But I love her face when the arranged marriage is happening because she looks over at Julia Roberts and Julia Roberts just looks like, fuck, what have I done? (laughs) Because that's the thing. The The only conflict she has is that she regrets walking out on Billy Crudup. Because she feels selfish for having done so. And Richard Jenkins is oh, like, yeah, okay. yeah, nearly ran over my kid. I was a big drug addict, yeah. nearly killed my kid, and never speak to them again. That's like my yeah. situation. No, it's not. <laughs> Shut up. Fundamentally, I think we can agree. <laughs> Look, Carrie Bradshaw's at the next table. I nearly kissed my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, anyway, they say, turning, turning their backs on <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. Oh. The, I love the way the Richard Jenkins story is told, because he's like, I got really drunk, and I sped home. And my little boy was in the driveway. And Julia Roberts puts her hand to his mouth. Puts her hand <laughs> to, to her his mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. This is ridiculous. This is the horniest thing no. I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like, and I didn't see him. I didn't see him at the driveway. He was fine. But, um, <laughs> you prick, Richard Jenkins. You definitely you knew what we thought. My little boy. He was eight years old at the time. He's. He was sitting in the driveway with his little Hot Wheels, uh, waiting for his lost, drunk, miserable dad to come home. Play with him. Didn't see him. I just roared into that driveway and I just see my little boy. But he, no, he, he got out of the way. He's used to getting out of the way when I was around. <laughs> you yeah. definitely knew. You did that on purpose. Let me turn that noise off. <laughs> we haven't been podcasting for two weeks everyone can you tell <laughs> and he's like oh sorry about that well anyway i almost killed him <laughs> that's still bad but it's definitely not the same <laughs> you dick yeah you're God. just a dick <laughs> i'm going no, well, no wonder you're here i'm going back to texas yeah oh brilliant you healed then sure yeah why not well so, I, I, to- I told you about it and then i cried and uh <laughs> that means you that means i'm done 
means I'm healed. Yeah. There's a bit Bye, where everyone. Julia Roberts gets a job for the first time in this entire fucking endeavor. The only time in this fucking endeavor. When a woman comes up to her and says, look, we need you to be a guide for the other meditators because you're shit at it. So <laughs> what we need you to do is when you see someone who's doing it badly, just go up and fuck, I don't know. You can't really do anything, can you? Oh, well, just keep an eye out. Basically, what you we need you to do is yeah. smile all the time. Well, you've definitely got your fucking girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big elephant comes up to Julia Roberts, and I just made the yeah. note because I don't know what it is about me. <laughs> Some sort of thing of my approach to animals. There's so well, many mammals. Fucking sexy. What? No- <laughs> Wasn't it just horny? I just look <laughs> dumb. It's meant to be this really graceful moment where an elephant comes over to be like, "Hey," it just troddles into in troddles. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just troddles, troddles into the fucking scene. A big smile on his face, lumbering about the place with his big nose. Oh, I definitely didn't nah. think it was meant to be elegant. <laughs> I, d- I definitely didn't think it was meant to be meaningful. I thought it was just like, oh shit, here's an elephant. <laughs> oh, it's big, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a fucking elephant, man. I'm a fucking idiot. Maybe I'm uh, I'm giving this film too much slack. I thought it was meant to be intentionally funny. <laughs> oh Christ! So anyway, that's the end of that one. <laughs> Let's go to Bali. Let's go to the third one. Love. Yeah. So <laughs> she goes and she finds the guru from the beginning of the film. And it's yeah. like, hey, remember me? And he's like, nope. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Is that going to be addressed at some point in the rest of the film? Like maybe the spiritual figure wasn't who I thought he was and was maybe a bit of just a huckster and the real lessons are what mm. I've learned along the way. No, no, no. I'm still the spiritual authority here and I will still be guiding you. I just don't know who the fuck yeah. you are. That's your problem when, you, when you're writing about real life experiences and not an actual <laughs> narrative, I suppose. Sometimes things just don't work. <laughs> and you have to include them. That you have to show them the, the picture that he gave you. Yeah. <laughs> You go, oh, the pi- you're the picture lady. The picture lady from, Calif- <laughs> from New York. Yeah, look, I'm Julia Roberts. I'm from New York. I came here. You told me I could stay for three months. Oh, yes, you're Julia Roberts. You came from New York and said I said you could stay for three months. Yeah, that that doesn't count as you remember. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just yeah. carry on with the next scene. You're sad. Oh, you remember <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. I'm getting... I'm getting... <laughs> you were wondering about being blonde? <laughs> having red shoes god almighty you're worse than yoda you're all the same foreigners so yeah um and then she she learns to well the lessons from katuk the the toothless master the lovely adorable toothless master yeah is that yes she should get up in the morning and meditate seriously like her guru in india said and to to spend spend her day enjoy enjoying life and food like the romans do but then in the in the evening she should also meditate the barley way which is to smile everywhere even yeah. your liver smiles. There's a, he also says with witch doctor in this town because there's a bit where a girl has yes. been brought for him to rub lotion into her gums. And uh, mm. the old woman who lives with him is like, um, ah, she is possessed by a demon. And mm. Julia Roberts says, looks like teething. She says, aren't, they're the same thing. No, they're not. Yes. <laughs> Stop being so folksy. No, they are in Bali. <laughs> it's what it says on the diagnosis thing. Possessed by demon, <laughs> prescribed two paracetamol. I, I, I would like to think that that was a little bit of uh, looking down on on their stupid foreign ways. <laughs> she gets run off the road by fucking yeah. Silver from Skyfall. <laughs> and he decides... I think, like oh. we all wish we would. <laughs> they get together and it's all looking quite good. Later on... Yes, they start having sex, that's it. And then she's got some sort of weird infection because she started having sex too quick, according to the weird witch doctor lady. Oh, and yeah. She, she gives her some, like... she. I don't know. Oh, no, it's because of the cut. That's it. The cut on her foot. She puts a, a leaf on her foot and says, there, better, yeah. than, anti- better than an antibiotic. No, it's not. <laughs> doing things. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you are doing it wrong. 
<laughs> oh no no she makes it that's it she makes a drink of tea that's better than antibiotics no, that's the one <laughs> that's what it is right right yeah okay brilliant that's okay probably gonna be adopted all over the world soon yeah well <laughs> i mean if it is a if it is a bladder infection or if it's like a, a uti which you can get um what's the name of the one that you can get when you have sex and if you don't pee afterwards you get it it's um <laughs> I think and you have to drink cranberry juice your dad's been telling his stories. No, there's a there's a thing. There's a genuine thing. Yeah. It's a ge- it's a genuine thing. Let me just. <laughs> you clearly haven't been picking up enough STIs. <laughs> yeah, come on, Paul. <laughs> What's the name of that fucking UTI? Oh <laughs> uh, well. Name that UTI. It's Paul Goodman's new <laughs> podcast. Da 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 da. Staph infection? Yes. It is. It is this week. Here we go. Three urinary tract infection preventives that really work. <laughs> this is the come news on, you everyone. come here for, everyone. <laughs> Good. Urinary tract infections are caused when bacteria from the rectum strays into the vagina. <laughs> so if you're doing astavage, please, <laughs> please be careful. <laughs> who does, uh, who does, uh, you don't do anal then transition back into vaginal, surely. It's, you, that's surely the showstopper. Some some people do, Paul. Some people want their cake and eat it, eat it as well. <laughs> Some people want their cake and the little pre snack. <laughs> their anal <pre-cakes>. cake. <laughs> Look, some people want their cake and anal sex as well. And it's just, those are the worst kinds of people. Never go anal to cake. <laughs> <laughs> Says Katuk. Uh, some ass to cake action. <laughs> Okay, it, it after that it doesn't matter. Everyone, <laughs> they all get STIs. Yeah, better, better than antibiotics. They go they go ask to cake, <laughs> and they're all a lot better. Um, Javier Bardem says, "Look, come, we've had sex now. We've both gotten yeah, over. You've some met my Australian periods. son. You've met my handsome son. Let's go off on this boat." And she's like, "No, I can't yeah. go off on this boat." And he's like, "You're a bitch." Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and then she goes, "Well, let me just completely overreact." This film doesn't really fit the narrative structure, but I've got to have an ending! <laughs> Travel all around the world to find your balance. And the balance that you think you've found is what? Meditating for 20 minutes and going to see an old medicine man? Listen, balance, my darling, balance is not letting anybody love you less than you love yourself. Okay, That's you know what, what balance is. All right, you know all what? Right. Do not tell me what lessons I have and haven't learned in the last year. No, tell okay. me how, how okay. balanced and wise you are and how okay. I can express myself. Okay. Okay. Do not say darling to me again, because I'm just going to lose it. I do not need to love you to prove that I love myself. There's got to be some tension. I can't just sail off with this handsome man who loves me. And whom yeah. I love. Despite the fact that that's what everyone wants. Yeah. <laughs> she speaks to the toothless oh. old fuck again. Yeah. He goes, no, you should you should do that. And she's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and he makes All some, right, then. He makes some comment about, oh, I can't fly on an airplane because I have no teeth. And she's like, Haha, that's funny. No, it's not. Stop <laughs> encouraging them. I'm not comedic relief. You said I was, <laughs> you said I was a spiritual leader. I'm played by Mike Myers. <laughs> Welcome to Bali. <laughs> no, Mike. Play in the you... mommy daddy button <laughs> meditation. We wanted you as the love guru character. Eh? No, I'm this character. <laughs> you can't decide which Mike Myers you're gonna get. <laughs> Donkey. It's, or fast It's the realist roulette. <laughs> it's the oh, Myers fuck. roulette. You never know which one's gonna fucking show up. You've just gotta base the <laughs> film around it. 
I'm surprisingly expensive. <laughs> it's been a while though, it's... hasn't it? So <laughs> makes you wonder. My notes are finished. I think she just goes well, off yeah, with having she... it by Dan. Oh, she she gets all of her rich friends to to donate to oh, the yeah. um the 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 natural healer in 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 Bali, and she is able to buy a house. They have the equivalent of Carrie Bradshaw leaving some money on the sideboard just to make you feel a bit better. Yeah, although it's sixteen thousand dollars, so that this woman who's escaping <laughs> her abusive husband. We in, don't know in, how in, much with... train fare Carrie Bradshaw left. Could have been a cool a cool G. <laughs> was it was it notes? <laughs> or I think it was a check. I can't remember. Let's watch. Se- okay, look, we're gonna pause here okay, and watch Sex and the City two again. Oh yeah, Paul was right. Paul, he <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> Not everyone makes it um, through Sex and the City two a second time. The guy in Sex and the City two just wanted to see his long distance relationship. Wanted to has to work in in. Yeah. Wherever the fuck it was, Abu Dhabi. <laughs> she <your> wife's in. <laughs> she left trains fair for one non-return trip to see the girlfriend <laughs> and a little envelope he could put the change in to send to her. Yeah. <laughs> and, in, and in this, which I assume is a real thing that happened with Elizabeth Gilbert, it'd be pretty um, outrageous if it wasn't. I mean, then again, <laughs> yeah. what, they're going to see the movie cool. and complain. Those poor fucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're great, Erin <laughs> Gilbert. Erin <laughs> Brockovich Gilbert. <laughs> $16,000 so that this yeah. woman who's escaping her abusive husband with, with Indonesia's restrictive divorce laws for women um, can finally buy a house and and, and that's nice. Which that's I, nice. Although, again, she got that because she emailed all of her old friends and said, look, the money that you would have spent on a birthday present for me, just give it to this charity instead. And that came to sixteen grand. I don't think... Yeah, well, it does make me wonder how many people she emailed because it only showed about <laughs> the four people that she'd met in this film, but yeah. she must have emailed a whole bunch of people. It couldn't have just been those four. <laughs> if I emailed everyone I've ever met and said, look, <laughs> instead of giving me every present you've ever given me, please send all of your money to Ask to Cake Awareness Month. We've got to <laughs> raise awareness here. I think it would still only come to 45 bob. <laughs> but you still get the bus fare home after that. So. Yeah. Well, back in those yeah. days. D- anyway. Different economy. Yeah. <laughs> but she channels her privilege into something useful yeah. and that is good for a fan and in a way aren't we all eat pray love <laughs> can't we all agree to that at least and that's that's it really that's the end i think yeah i think so she kisses javier bardem as we all wish we could <laughs> like we all should and he goes i'm just gonna go and get the profiteroles <laughs> and then i'm gonna stick them right up my ass <clears throat> yeah so she just goes off with javier bardem the end yeah lovely ah <sighs> you know paul i really messed things up because i learned to eat in hoxton I learned to pray in Stoke Newington. I was praying to get out alive. And I learned to love at number 63, Papsworth Gardens. Uh, and that's a story to be so told. So what's, what's your re- revelation? What did you learn? <laughs> I learned from all that, that really you are better off. It, the, the legends are true. And you really oughtn't go north of the river. It's not just elevated house prices. <laughs> and assertive, out-of-control drivers for some yeah. reason. It's a real Mike Myers roulette up there. <laughs> It's a real ass to cake situation up there. Yeah. <laughs> if ever there was one. <laughs> oh, fuck me. All right, Paul, what did you make of Eat, Pray, Love? Oh, bleh. Exactly. It's a 50% <laughs> movie, isn't it? Yeah. I, I maybe it wouldn't is. go as high as 50 on this, to be honest, because I was fairly underwhelmed, but it wasn't <clears throat> offensive in the way that Mark Kermode found it to be, really. I no. wasn't annoyed like I was with Sex in the City 2. No, well, I, I was in the first half an hour. I was okay. genuinely frustrated. <laughs> and I really thought, if this was if this is what it's going to be for the rest of the film, I'm going to have a really unpleasant experience. Right. But what actually happened was, it was just a fairly nice 
positive message and it kind of cancelled out all the annoyance that I felt in the beginning yeah. so that what I was left with was just eh. yeah I mean it's it's interesting because some of the bad stuff is kind of the point of it like it has a very yeah. unconventional structure which occasionally feels quite rambling but which also kind yeah. of resembles how life works yeah. it has a main character who is very indecisive and often frustrating and it's mm. lacking in any real sense of drama all of that all of that stuff is the point and it's it's the thing, it's the often unsympathetic um, approach of a very rich and entitled person trying to find meaning in their life, which is always a hard sell. Mm. You're not necessarily meant to like yeah. Julia Roberts, just to empathise with yeah. her, like Taxi Driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obvious comparison. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I think so. And when you're doing something like this, you're always going to bring out people who go, oh, blah, 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 privilege, you know, go be in a Sofia Coppola film. I how, mean... how sad that you're famous and having a difficult life. <laughs> but I'm not a million miles away from one of those people. I've got to be honest. <laughs> well, it's still, I mean, where is the privilege in working so hard that you, you get a heart attack when you're 60? It was the privilege of being so fucking burnt out that you have a, you have a nervous breakdown. Her privilege is the fact that she's able to travel around the world for a year based on an advance on a book that she hasn't written. That is a position that very few people are in. And yes, fine, maybe she's yeah. earned it, but it's still a difficult situation and position to empathize with and to say, oh yes, I can really relate to her struggle when she is free of so many of the devastating realities of everyday life. Yeah, but I, on a on a much deeper sort of philosophical level, I can empathise with feeling burnt out and having breakdowns, even if the if the differences are chasmic between mm. us. I mean, the whole the whole point of the film, the whole dilemma that she's facing is the idea that she has everything that she ever wanted and is bored with it. And I think that is always a tough yeah. sell as far as narratives go. There's a there's something very positive spiritually there. It's just not. It's very underwhelmingly done. Mm. I think. And yeah. it's one person's experience. And like he said, you, you can't be expected to sympathize. But it cancelled out the annoyingness of the, the first half an hour. And every, they made everybody the most annoying fucking person that they could possibly think of in order to get that point across. Yeah, there's a lot of cliches in there. Yeah, and that made it a more difficult watch for me. Mm. It is rather. It's a lot of platitudes and stuff that's not terribly yeah. deeper and insightful, but it is innocuous mm. enough. David Jenkins, writing for The Guardian, had an in an defensive yeah. piece about the movie had an interesting point mm. saying finally the thing that most people miss with eat pray love is that it is a piece of satire a pin sharp mockery of the source book and it's um can do you go girl chakra aligning aph aphorisms uh just mm. as paul verhoeven repurposed robert heinlein's 60s sci-fi novel starship troopers by delicately inverting mm. its reactionary themes so too does writer director murphy perhaps unknowingly turn eat pray love into a hogarthian critique of sunday supplement dream chasing instigated by people who wear bellowy cheesecloth and view all non-american as kooky sages why else would mm. roberts be acting as if she is fully conscious that she's in a movie so a bit of wishful thinking potentially there from david jenkins yeah, yeah. Well, he did say unknowingly there, and I think that's the yeah. key. That's, he, he wants it to be a satire, <laughs> but it wasn't. I think the stuff in it that's definitely not meant to be as bad or unconventional mm. as it ends up being is that it's just not terribly... It's not funny, I found. Yeah. <clears throat> There's an awful lot of yeah. laughing and smiling in it, but it's not funny. And I yeah, it's just not terribly engaging. I find that Roberts has two acting modes, which is smiling and crying uh, mm. with slight extensions into crying a lot and smiling a lot you know what she has she oh. has that kind of smile and i get the same thing with tom cruise and you know i like tom cruise i know you like tom cruise you know we, like every, tom cruise. we all like tom cruise but it's that kind of smile where it's just 
nothing could ever touch me. <laughs> it's it's also <laughs> Brad Pitt kind of has it as well of just that's yeah, it's okay. I know you're you're excited, but uh, it's me, and that that's what I get from the Julia Roberts smile as well. Is it's just the idea of Aww. she's not really anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go Catwoman and say that I didn't mind it. Okay, I, I I didn't mind her. I thought again, I thought she was just painfully annoying in the first half hour of the film, mm. and it's not it's not the character that I liked, but as a performer, I don't I don't mind. It's yeah. fine. She, it is. she emotes well. <laughs> I don't. Uh... She emotes hard. <laughs> Those two, those two emotions, she fucking does them. <laughs> the whole thing is kind of cloying, and the people do seem mm. like caricatures, and it's terribly yes. fucking boring. I mean, two and a half hours is yeah, pretty extraordinary. Yeah, I was really fatigued when I realised there was 40 minutes to go, because she'd already uh, had most of her revelations. That's around about when Javier Bardem, the love interest, shows up. Which is a, a real-life love interest, right? She then went on to marry for mm. 12 years or so until they divorced. Well, there's a very interesting, and I wanted to come on to this. She has posted publicly, so we can discuss mm. this. It's a very personal yes. aspect of her life, but she has shared it, we can imagine, so that it can be discussed and sort of considered. A real-life story happened to her, which is her best friend got cancer and oh, okay. only had a few years left to live. And so she left Javier Bardem in order to be with her her friend. So sort of entering mm. into a lesbian relationship for the first time with her best friend because she realized only at the onset of her cancer that she didn't just love her friend but was in love with her. Oh. And they I can't remember if they married or not, but they got together and they were together until the friend died in January of last year. Which is oh, wow. a hell of a story. I mean that reading that paragraph alone made me think about a lot of stuff. Like the idea that it's only in the immediacy of death that she was able to sort of act fully on mm. her real sort of wish and it's also kind of beautiful that you know she finally found that there was a domestic situation she wanted to be in it reminded me of that short story from Parish of Ten where the mm. guy's gonna break up with his wife but finds out that she has cancer and so figures he'll stick around to try and help yeah and ends up falling in love with her again my favorite story in that film in fact oh um, cool okay it reminds me of that and it just not to be okay this is where i'm gonna have to tiptoe in order to avoid sounding insensitive here but it really emphasizes that that's Mm. the kind of real life big stuff that was kind of absent from this Mm. story that was the sort of world changing yes cosmic shift that makes compelling drama so i'm not saying she should have held out until a friend got cancer (laughs) but i am saying that it just the fact that that story is so inspiring and so beautiful further emphasizes how kind of empty this particular narrative is for me. Yes, and I, I was thinking in a similar way. That is the kind of story that people would want to read and watch a film about, but of course then would you really want to share that? Well, is she... it is it not just very cynical to write that kind of yes. book to, afterwards? Do you know what? To share it? No, because she has done, and that's great. To capitalise yeah. on it, maybe. Yeah. And that's what yeah. she would do if she wrote Unless, you know, the, book, the profits but... go to cancer research or something. That would be great, yeah. Swiftly moving away from this very real world tra- a travesty, but my reason for mentioning it that this film does feel a little fluffy. Yes, it, it definitely does. It does speak to it does speak to my wanderlust sure. um, more than anything. As do most films about traveling and people sure. going on journeys of self discovery. There, it, yeah. it just I'm a sucker for it. It <laughs> kindles it kindles the flame that I keep alive in my my very small black heart. <laughs> you see, and I have I have the opposite thing, and so my heart is kindled by movies like Patterson in which the journey of self-discovery yeah. is entirely entirely internalized and the physical location remains the same, yeah. but it becomes the attitude towards it that evolves and change. Mm. That's the, so I imagine it's a similar feeling because I, walked, I floated out of Patterson. 
I came out of Patterson just yeah. feeling fucking amazing of just yeah fuck it's so yeah. the beauty of a of a conventional life it's extraordinary it's all around us it's in this child hey come back yeah. with that <laughs> it's that kind of feeling I can imagine people yeah. getting that out of Eat Pray Love and being like yeah fuck yeah, yeah. India and <laughs> I mean I I really hated my time in India <laughs> that particular um, line of thought maybe not but the I'm inspired by that kind of thing. And I just wish that it had done it with a bit more sophistication and a, mm. and a bit more just wit and relatability rather than a montage of Italian gestures and, and yeah, you know, just, just very crazy stereotypes and, and things like that to try and get the point across. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a message that I'm really on board with, but not, um, not in its execution. I imagine, I, I really can't wait to see Patterson. I'm, I'm getting, I'm warming to it. Initially, <laughs> it made me really anxious, the thought of somebody being really happy with their daily life, just, <laughs> just, just writing for the, just for, him, for himself. Yeah. I thought, God, I wish I can't never be that happy. I hate this. <laughs> and I'll get back to you on this because I do now own a copy of it. Ooh. But I wonder if I will come out of the film thinking, what a beautiful film that was. Mm. I couldn't do that. <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> I've experienced travel things in a similar way. Like yeah. um, whenever I th- read about Werner Herzog's you know, life of just, you know, he goes to South America yeah. and meets a guy in a town. And now he's 12,000 miles away living on his boat. And um, he's involved in a plot yeah. to murder to murder the guy's wife, and they're all coke dealers. That's yeah. <laughs> just you know something that happened to Werner Herzog once, and then he made a film about it. <laughs> it's like that. I read that and I think, wow, that's amazing. I yeah. never want to do that. <laughs> For Werner Herzog and Elizabeth Gilbert, very different people. I'm sure you'd agree. <laughs> if only they, they met. Just bring about very different experiences. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of notes. Okay, cool. So, let's quickfire. Quickfire. I mean, the whole thing was pretty um, consistently beautifully shot. There was some really interesting yeah, that's the first angles. Thing I wrote. Yeah, really interesting angles chosen. Like I wasn't expecting sort of Malick style gliding for so much of it, and yeah. um, like Dutch angles yeah. and some really adventurous stuff. Yeah, I, I was expecting a sort of Alabamian drawl to go over the top of it. Who's <laughs> killing you? Did you pass through this night? <laughs> and it's Julia Roberts. There was a piece of music that kept going that kept reminding me of um, Requiem for a Dream. Like there's parts of it, it just kept going. Oh. And then it didn't do the thing oh. you wanted it to do. <laughs> I mean, there was some pretty janky music in there, but at the yeah. same time, there are a couple of really nice uh, orchestral moments yeah. or movements. Both both apply. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, I, I agree. The nature and wildlife shots, the the food um, was approaching chef levels of deliciousness, and yeah, they they, they got the visual side of things down. Agreed. Mm. Viola Davis's sleeping baby just did not give a fuck. <laughs> there's what there's one bit where um, Julia Roberts hands him or her back to Viola Davis, and his his head is at a forty five degree angle, and his his face is like, is he dead? Is he dreaming? Who knows? He's a baby, doesn't give a fuck. It's a very, very good-looking baby. Yeah. <laughs> the line, we invented it, from fucking Spaghetti Man, was uh, fairly comical. Yeah. Your name is Luca Spaghetti. Davvero? La mia famiglia si chiama così. We invented it. <laughs> I, liked, I liked Luca Spaghetti. <laughs> I, 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 I found myself going, oh, I wish I was in Italy, with Italians. <laughs> Those Italians. I like being around Billy Crudup. Some of, his, some of his bits were stupid, and his character was a bit of a douchebag at times, but... Yeah. He, I just like Billy Crudup. I like his face, like his resting face. It just, it just f- amuses me and makes me happy. He's got yeah. a kind of 
Yeah, I'm Billy Crudup. And what? <laughs> kind of thing going on. Dr. Manhattan. Where am Which I? Which is good in any film. <laughs> I don't know. Give a fuck. Here I am. Here a week. Oh, I liked Julia, the philosophy of Julia Roberts' point about, um, you know, we should just eat. You know, we shouldn't worry about putting on a few extra mm. pounds, you know. I don't want to be obese, but I'm not going to worry about being... Mm. I mean, it's a, you know, it's Julia Roberts saying this, so you have to take it with a bit of a, a pinch of salt. But yeah. her argument is, um, regarding men, look, have you ever, you know, been with a man, gotten naked and received criticism? No, because usually the guy's just like, yay, yeah. I'm with a, you know, naked woman. Which... Yeah. The only fallacy there is in assuming that people's insecurities about their body is based solely on their ability to appeal to the opposite sex, which I don't think is entirely true. It's often a sort of self thing, but nevertheless, it's yeah. a nice sentiment that I liked. Yeah, and you've got to imagine that Elizabeth Gilbert wasn't maybe not as skinny as Julia Roberts if, if they had that <laughs> conversation in real life, so it probably held a bit more weight. The, the, the first kiss between Julia Roberts and James Franco I thought was quite cute because they took a long time to do it and you could tell Julia Roberts was shy. Well, not Julia oh. Roberts, but Julia Roberts playing Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> Julia and Roberts. they were like shyly scoping out the space between them and then they made <laughs> little, you know, out. Um, little excursions into their airspace. <laughs> they flanked each other. Like, Are we going to kiss? Yeah. <laughs> One of them for a flashbang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's interesting cross-cutting throughout this. There are various scenes and sequences mm. that play out simultaneously, like that pre- aforementioned sequence where um, Julia Roberts is trying to fit into skinny jeans is weirdly intercut with a bunch of guys watching sport. There's all yeah. sorts of moments like that where we just get weird cross-cutting and sort of in time as well, like her writing an email combined with her mm. wandering around India, and it, it it has a very interesting effect. It is kind of Malakian. <laughs> Malikian. <laughs> Malikian. Because Malakian is the um, guitarist. <laughs> Oh, yes, fucking Darren Malakian. Yeah, the camera work was a lot like that. <laughs> you remember that bit where um, it was like, Why the fuck did you set the paw? <laughs> the only line I could think of of his. <laughs> and where the fuck it's, it, it is you? the only line as far as I'm concerned. And they... <laughs> I, I liked the old Italian matriarch, which she, mm. she rents the um oh, yeah. that room from, um, who's just wandering around talking in Italian and occasional Eng- English. Yeah. And there's just one line... That finish where she's talking about um like this I think it's just the symbiosis of mar- of married life yeah and um it ends with Pas- pasta and sausage <laughs> sure that's how you say it it's yeah great. um I like the atypical introduction to India we didn't get a nice padding shot in fact generally speaking they don't send her to a new place with an establishing shot you're just in it and amongst it which is quite yeah. good and in india in particular yeah. we cut from sort of the the serenity of italy to just traffic and noise and yeah. like people on the streets and it's a shame yeah. we don't get to see that sort of lively like a, side like, to india to sort of urban india again just goes out to the country and spends a lot of time in the countryside a bit more footage of uh kids in rags squatting by garbage heaps i wanted lion that's <laughs> what i wanted <laughs> i wanted the yeah. the first half of lion in this segment you, you wanted her to be taken in by possibly a pimp? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's just a guy. I mean, why not? Why not? Who knows? He's stroking, he's stroking him. And then but, you know, maybe that's just like an uncle. Maybe it's a friendly thing there. We don't know. Cultural difference. Don't get yeah. involved. <laughs> Keep your head down, Deirdre. Different time. <laughs> five minutes ago. Yeah, lots, lots um, happened. <laughs> I like the conviction with which the Scandinavian, the Swedish girl, ordered the coffee. Mm when the camera just fixed directly in front of her face and she was just like Due cappuccini per favore, latte tiepido stavolta perché ieri troppo caldo e mi sono scottata la lingua. Dos caffè That's Italian for me. It's all, it's all a joke. But I like the conviction to which <laughs> with which she ordered that. It was great. Yeah, she yeah. Had a force to her. Good stuff. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, I had to make a note of this. It's kind of cheeky me putting it down as a good thing, but it was it was noticeable. Every so often I feel quite inferior mm. as a film critic because I don't notice editing as much as other critics do. But I noticed mm. a really bad cut in this. And it made me feel like, oh, yeah, I noticed a bad cut. <laughs> At the very least. And it was when huh? Javier Bardem has just knocked over Julia Roberts and you see the blood on her shin. Yeah. And he says, that looks bad. Jump cut immediately to her getting it treated. And it was just too abrupt and it wasn't motivated, the oh, okay. cut, based on anything. And so it was just a bit jarring. Uh, but it made me have a little oh, okay. moment of, yay, <laughs> I should write an article about that. That could be a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, of course that's a good thing. This film has helped you realise your own self-worth. Not in the way the film intended, <laughs> but it did. I realised my value as a person because I fucking hated Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad I reached um, you, says Julia Roberts. <laughs> glad um, to make a difference. <laughs> you may pat me now. I'd rather not. <laughs> I liked in, in the Thanksgiving scene where everybody's thanking God or you know each other for different things. At the at the end of it, they all do, do they all try to speak while they suck back tears, and the mm. sound of seven people going. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Salute. 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 It's quite a nice like it's it's very gentle cacophony of sounds there. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> the food pretty much consistently always looks good. From the pizza to the breads yeah. they're preparing in India, it's all pretty pretty bloody tasty looking. Approaching chef, as I said. <laughs> yeah, Richard Jenkins looked pretty good. Whether it, you know, in all, <laughs> they in all filmed his films. him well. I like the light the way it yeah. played off of him. <laughs> good cinematography. I like Richard Jenkins. Jenkins. I like I liked how I liked how abrasive and appropriate he was <laughs> in the first five minutes of his being in the film. How you just, yeah. Julia Roberts just didn't want any part of him, understandably. <laughs> so yeah. She's like, I'm in your life now. Me, Richard Jenkins from Texas. <laughs> Brilliant, thanks. I was in Shape of Water. Move over. I'm coming in. <laughs> well, I think my last one is just, um, speaking of an actor, Javier Bardem's pretty charming, reliably. Shit. And always. Yeah. Yep, comes in here with his Javier yeah. Bardem attitude to life. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty damn lovely. really charming. I really liked it when he said... Um, and he's like, well, I should take you to the best restaurant in town. My place. And then he looks <laughs> into the distance as he tries to keep a straight face. It was a really charming bit. <laughs> I should have invited um, you to the best restaurant in town. My penis. And he just looks over at her to see if she's eh, reacting. Eh, eh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Did you get great. the joke? Damn it. She didn't get it. <laughs> but also, hmm. <laughs> now, Paul, I uh-huh. have about ten more good things. Well, you'll have to just go through them, <laughs> so, sir, because I'm done. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go to bed. When, okay. I'm going to go eat, pray, or love. (laughs) Well, while while Paul's sleeping off one or all of them. Um, (laughs) During a conversation with with Richard Jenkins, she says... Has anyone ever told you you look like James Taylor? Every day. God, he really does. And I really liked that kind of inner monologue bit. (laughs) The reveal of the drummer that she was supposed to have a one-night stand with Mm. was meant to be serious. And it was like, hey, look at that heartthrob. But when it revealed this shirtless Australian guy just drumming shitly on bongos... (laughs) I went. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 it just looks so lame. Um, hung o- hung over Julia Roberts looked very dehydrated. She just really rinsed out. That's, love it. That was good. Um, I love a dried Roberts. The sun dried Roberts. I uh, I really like Javier Bardem's Australian son and all their time together, kissing him square on the lips. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, a bit of affection. And it was just just I had a real. 
real believable relationship with a lot of affection. Javier Bardem, what a guy. He wasn't meant to have a son in the film. Javier Bardem <laughs> just saw him passing by and was like, he's my son. And everyone just went with it. <laughs> get him. <laughs> You're my son. Get him. He's my son. Get him too. <laughs> You're my son. Get your brother. What? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Roberts, after having some good sex with Javier Bardem, does a lovely little heel kick in midair <laughs> when, when she's going off. And it was really cool and sprightly. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Yeah. That's that's the kind of kick you do when you're being paid 25 million to do a film. <laughs> 25 million a word. And there was um the, the the piece of music when Julia Roberts and Javier Bardem had their breakup montage. It reminded me of a very good film, and, I, and it might have been a very long engagement, and it might not have been. And I, I can't quite. <laughs> it could just film, easily. But it was a nice bit of music. Not been. Yeah. <laughs> and that are my that are my one good things. Yay. Okay. How about that OGT? India. The first OG time of 2019 <laughs> is. Oh, we've had one person unfollow us in the last hour. <laughs> Somehow I feel they just that's, know that's nice. what we've done here today. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I just remember seeing we had 1,931 and now we've got 1,930. Oh, that Probably was me. Follow back. Fucking Sorry, that fool. was me, man. Just. Oh, okay. Just got sick of it. You're you know? done. We have we have one OG team, and it's from our very good friend Katie at Katie Maiden on Twitter. Yay! And she said it's genuinely uplifting. Ah, yeah. I I can ima- I can easily see this being genuinely uplifting if it sort of vibes with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you'd think that. <laughs> if you can accept Julia Roberts as an avatar, and sort of go inside there and get all up in the yeah. smile, and be like, "Yes, yeah, it's me," yeah. then that's good stuff. I personally just had my own hang-ups which maybe precluded me from getting all getting all up yeah. in the roberts you just wished it was patterson but <laughs> i just kept wishing that's, it was that's patterson, fine but not every movie can be patterson <laughs> literally no other film has managed it no, so far i've learned that ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, midnight in paris uh, not really not patterson not really at all in any way <laughs> shape or form but um i was moderately uplifted so <laughs> two inches so there uplifted. we go that's the hot take yeah <laughs> to, to five foot eleven gosh <laughs> imagine getting such a strong boy so there we go that's the hot take from the pools. <laughs> That's a hot take. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Great. let's talk about One Better Thing. Thanks, OGT. Oh, sorry, yes. Thanks, OGT. One Better Thing. The One Better Thing. My One Better Thing is a film called Wild Rose, and it hasn't come out yet. It's on its way, so keep an eye out for it. Jesse Buckley plays a Glaswegian mum, a very young Glaswegian mum who's just gotten out of prison and is settling back into her life. Uh, but she, her thing is that she dreams of becoming a country music star. That's country music, not country and western music, she'll be keen to point out. Ah. And yeah, it's just this film about her trying to follow her dream whilst also living up to her responsibilities as a mum. And it's really heartbreaking in a lot of moments. It made me cry. It's just a really oh. beautiful film about measuring one's aspirations against the things that you want to do. Because ultimately she does want to be a good mum and a great sort of musician. And it's just a really relatable and believable story about her trying to do both and struggling to do so. And she's a very imperfect lead character who often acts selfishly, is all the more relatable for it. And I think that's why I responded to it. I do also want to just point out the film The Escape, which I haven't seen, Mm. that came out two years ago and has the exact same premise as Eat, Pray, Love, but got very good reviews. Um, it has Gemma Atherton, and it's yeah. basically about a mother of two living in Britain. Oh, do you remember this? And she leaves her her um, self obsessed husband and just yeah, buys I... a ticket to Paris. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've no. heard of it. And, yeah, um, been meaning to watch it. Yeah, it was a shame I didn't. It probably would have been a good one, better thing. But 
Oh well, you guys can all wait till yeah. April when Wild Rose comes out. Then you'll then you'll appreciate how apt this fucking thing was. Um, yeah, for me, much like the the piece of soundtrack that reminded me of a film that I couldn't quite put my finger on, there's a film somewhere in the recesses of my <laughs> mind. Much like The Escape is is like this, but way more sophisticated and and, and witty, and it hit all the same pleasure and aspiration points mm. in uh, within my body. But I couldn't think, I couldn't remember what that was. So uh, I went through a series of films like, you know, <laughs> so Amelie, Lost in Translation, Midnight in Paris, Die Hard, the, uh, the Christmas Special, <laughs> all, all of which have, you know, similar messages messages of letting go with certain hang-ups and appreciating yeah. appreciating the moment in the moment. Mm. It's the best time to appreciate the moment. <laughs> well, you, yes, easier said than done. Uh, Paul Julius Salt the third yeah. but i am very happy to do this and finally recommend a wes anderson movie yay in the darjeeling limited ah, i did for him now about that. yeah now it's 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 similar to eat pray love in that the the characters are largely unsympathetic <laughs> because yes. because they themselves are unsympathetic assholes yeah um completely but triggered by uh, the death of their father Mm. Yeah, very self-obsessed, triggered by the death of their father. They forsake their lives, mm. um, including pregnant wives and um, <laughs> and some other things, to go off on a like an overt voyage of discovery through India, mm. because because it's meant to be a spiritual holy place where they're going to go and find their mum, Angelica Houston. Yeah. As we all know, she's very elusive and likes to ha- <laughs> hide out in the Indian desert. I couldn't even see her in the last Wes Anderson film. She's that elusive. What was I saying? Oh, you... you Oh! Angelica Houston jokes derailed me, sir. Fuck it. Which is apt because they also get derailed um, <laughs> spiritually and physically on their on when they get kicked off their train. But um, it's it's a very interesting voyage of self discovery because on on one hand you do have the sort of the the faux belief of the faux belief that everywhere in the East the Orient is uh, is a very deeply spiritual place, mm. um, just just inherently by dint of being there and. Um, you, but you've also got their sort of crippling insecurities and arrogance, just, get, just preventing them from making any real headway whatsoever. Mm. But it's just such a beautiful dynamic between the three main actors, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Adrian Brody, and Owen Wilson. It does visually stimulate as well. There's some really gorgeous shots. It's it's actually just a very well, very measured, well done mm. character study of these three people mm. who ultimately just have a lot of healing left to do. Excellent. The one better thing. Oh yeah, cool. And thanks, Broad Appeal Pod, for that yeah. fantastic recommendation. You said there is nothing good about Eat, Pray, Love, and uh, well, uh, we must be Paul Salt and Paul Goodman because we found one good thing. Yeah, it's just that one. Many one good things. Yes. Yeah. Many that one over there. Can you incidental see it? moments. It's, it's yeah. Yay! And you had to shoot this plum. There's a thing. <laughs> shot the <laughs> shit out of that. That fucking plum. And Richard Jenkins. Beautiful. Look at the plum on that. So, yeah, and thank you to everybody for coming with us into 2019. God, yeah. Year of new resolutions. (laughs) Year of the donkey, probably. Year of the donkey in Iraqi tradition, as we all know. It gets understated, I think. It gets undersold. Everyone's always banging on about the Chinese. But, you know, they've got a really rich calendar of animals over there in iraq yeah well you know what they they, their problem is they're between chinese new year and vietnamese tet and what they need to do is get in there first january the second be like now it's iraqi new year everyone hooray (laughs) they all sing ring of fire on their new uh we're gonna preempt the vietnamese tet we're gonna call it the tet offensive i think that might have already been taken (laughs) i don't believe you (laughs) 
Shut up, well, John. We're, we're taking it back. <laughs> Still not sure that's how that works either. We're going to take it back in what I'm calling the Tet Offensive Offensive. If you ask me, <laughs> mate, this whole thing's getting a bit offensive. Ah, <laughs> uh, off his head. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, it's, it's a new year, so if you're looking for a new year resolution that you can keep, maybe just leave us a review. A five-star review for your favourite pools would Aww. be exactly what the doctor ordered for us pools. Maybe not for you. <laughs> for our chronic fatigue. But um, a, five, a new five-star review would definitely help me get out of bed in the morning so I could go face like, the crushing reality of my five-day-a-week, <laughs> nine-to-five job with a little skip in my step. Ah, Go on. Do it. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Send us an email at Gmail. It's all OGTPod. Gmail at OGTPod. And, uh, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy Year, near. Mm. And, yeah, I forget how I usually sign out. <laughs> I'm Paul Salt. Mm. Bye. <laughs> I'm I'm Paul Pray Love. I meet Paul Love. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm Paul Eat. <laughs> I love Paul. And remember, the one good thing about Eat Paul Love is that those filmmakers really knew how to shoot a Richard Jenkins. <laughs>